Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Now, we heard the news yesterday that €2 million Euro in emergency humanitarian aid has been provided by the Irish government in the response to the earthquake in Morocco. What a shocking story that is, by the way. Nine out of ten adults in Ireland donated to charity over the last year, according to new research, by the way, by the charity's regulator. And the death toll, by the way, sadly, is nearing 3,000 people, and it's been called the country's deadliest earthquake in 60 years. And, you know, sadly, earthquakes in particular can do so much damage because an earthquake could cause a flood, it causes fires, it causes explosions, and then, of course, people who obviously fall into wherever the earthquake happens and their building collapses or whatever. So there is so much damage that can be done by an earthquake. They happen all over the world every single day. You don't hear about them every single day because the majority of earthquakes happen under the sea. That's why you don't hear about them. The larger ones that happen under the sea can cause a tsunami. We hear about them every now and again. But every single day, there's earthquakes. But most of them are under the sea because the majority of the Earth's surface is covered by water. Anyway, didn't want to go into all that, but it is very sad. And, of course, we are donating. But we did receive a text yesterday uh, after this announcement which said the following. Niall, it is awful about Morocco, but seriously, we don't have that kind of money to send. Charity begins at home. Now, let's be clear about it. Two million euro in the big scheme of things in a country that takes in on revenue probably around 70 billion this year is not a lot of money. It really isn't a lot of money. When we look at all the crises that we have in this country, like the housing crisis, the health crisis, money is not the issue. It's administration and getting the job done right. Money was never the issue. We're not short of money in Ireland. But then again, people think we also donate about 540 million to the continent of Africa on a regular basis. We gave money away to the Congo only recently as well, as far as I remember. I think that was 50 million. I remember the Mada story going back a few years ago. I think we gave 45 million. I think it was the Congo again. But it ended up getting spent on bicycles and on the prince's, some prince's house or something like that. So, unfortunately, it's to deal with corruption in these countries. But anyway, at that time, people said to me, charity begins at home. And, of course, this got us talking in the office today, you know, and does it really? I mean, you hear a lot these days, you know, and I want to know what you think. Uh, can we afford to be charitable? The cost of living crisis, the housing crisis, as I mentioned there a few minutes ago, the everything crisis. Everything is just a crisis at the moment. You know, and I understand I've just said that it's down to money, but I suppose for some people that money might make a difference in their lives. Some people would say, well, look, if you want to give away two million, give it to the people of the country. Pay their electricity bills next month or whatever. Does there come a time actually when we have to take charity off the table? Do you still give away a few pounds when you are struggling? Is that what good people do or is being good just a luxury when we have excess money? which we do at the moment, by the way. So I want to know if you believe, believe that charity begins at home. Is that Do you believe that statement, that charity begins at home? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Does charity really begin at home? And can Ireland afford to be giving away money when we already have about 10 different crises going on in this country? Uh, let me go to Dave. Dave, hi, how are you? Hello, hello, hello. Dave, you know, I, I hear people saying this all the time. Every time you hear about the government giving away money, you know, to another country for whatever reason, be it Ukraine, be it, you know, Africa, be it, again, this situation with Morocco, yeah. people go, oh, charity begins at home. Here, there's people dying over here. They're homeless. They're on the streets. They're yeah. starving. You know, we can't pay electricity bills. Charity begins at home. Yeah, but like those same people, a lot of the time, 
they'd step over a homeless person on the street. Do you mm. know what I mean? They're they're the kind of people that would just sit in the pub, mugging back pints and go, blah, 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 don't be helping those people in Africa. They don't deserve it. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we have our own. They're starving, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, well, we've got our own homeless crisis. Are right? you going to do anything for homeless people? Why would I do anything for homeless people? That's the government's job. Do you know what I mean? So, like, honestly, people like that, I, I'd say, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we we should help people because we can because it's it's the human thing to do, you know. Like the the people, you know, I I I can't I I genuinely can't understand the mindset of people like that. You know what I mean? Like mm. Irish in particular, like these same people will probably proudly declare. Well, you remember back during the famine when the Choctaw Indians sent money to Ireland? You know when we were mm-hmm. dying in our droves? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, people say why why would you do it? Because we can do it, because we're able to do it, because we have the ability to do it, because they are our fellow human beings and they're in a time of crisis. Why wouldn't we do it? Do you know, to me, it's a bit of a no-brainer. I mean, like you said yourself, two million euro in Ireland, that's really nothing. It's a drop in the, the ocean. You know? and, and I do find the people who have the least give the most. Um, uh, you know, when I say give the most, you know, compared to what they might actually physically have, I've seen people who I know have a lot, don't have a lot of money giving money away to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah, I've seen people usually... who are minted. And I mean, I know, I'm not going to go into the person, right? Um, I'll tell you a bit of a personal story. I know a person who is absolutely minted, a millionaire, right? And <coughs> is constantly waffling on to me about how much money he has and he can't spend it quick enough to get it away from the tax man and all this kind of, I don't know what to be doing with it and all this but as soon as you mention, listen, I think, you know, you might be a good philanthropist for this particular organization or this business. Oh, no, not a chance. Wouldn't spend yeah. Christmas. But yet I've seen people that, I know who are skint who would give you their last dime. But no, but that's it. And it's the people who have the least always give the most because the people of the least know what it's like to be pinned at the collar. They know what it's like to say, shit, I have to pay one bill this week and I can't pay the other bill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They know what it's like, how, how nice it feels. Because, I mean... Accepting help from people is a very, very hard thing to do and it's a very humbling experience. I myself have been on the receiving end of, of charity from people and it's incredibly hard to actually put your humble hat on and thank people for it. But if it wasn't for those same people, I would have been screwed 10 ways from Sunday. Mm. You know, and I try to give back when I can or to help people out when I can. Like my parents always told me when I was growing up, like, if you can do somebody a good turn, do them a good turn, but don't expect anything back in return. You know, no. like, don't be one of these people who's like, oh, yeah, I gave loads of money to charity uh, today. Just do it and shut up about yeah, it. Yeah, my mother used to call them Indian givers. I, I, I don't know yeah. where that term came from, by the way, but it's one of those, you know, those people who give you something expecting something back in return. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, a, a perfect example of it is, like, you know when you see, like, these celebrities and they go on about their charitable, you know, ventures and they're this and they're that like it'd turn your stomach but then you look at a guy like Keanu Reeves for example perfect example yes uh, what, a, what a lovely guy the, uh, the guy I'd say is like the second coming of Christ that fella like yeah. he he set up a cancer charity for his sister and he never said that to anybody about it I mean for years nobody even knew that he was involved in it do you know what I mean mm. he, anytime you hear stories about the guy he would just give to people and that, that famous like, story uh, about the airport I'm sure you've heard the famous story about the airport where his flight was delayed and then they were told it wasn't oh. going out the next day and he had to get back to L.A. or whatever it was. Oh, was this one where they rented the van, was so it? So he rented a van for loads of passengers on the plane and they all joined him and they all went in this van or whatever, this minibus, uh, and he drove or something. It's, it's an incredible story. He's just such... Yeah. He there's, seems he's such a one. nice guy. 
a brother of mine ran into him uh, when they were in uh, the holidays in New York years ago, and he said you'd swear like he walked down the street like any Joe Soap. You know what I mean? No entourage behind him, no people following. Like the man was just able to walk around like a normal human being. And Gleb mm. went up and said, "Any chance to get a picture of you?" I remember like, "Cool." Chatted away to him for a while and then just left after that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's that's the perfect example of a charitable person. Like I mean, like are I, you I charitable? Will you would you give away much money to charity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, yeah, definitely. But yeah. I wouldn't go on about it though. Do you know? Yeah. Like I have done recently to I you know, and I'm not even gonna go on about it, but I would. But yeah. I wouldn't expect anything back. You know what I mean? Like I said, like, I do I do for, find that people give money sometimes to charity out of guilt. Um, I, I mean, maybe there's a guilt. It's sometimes giving money to somebody can make you feel better about yourself. You know, I'm I a great guy. I've just given that lad fed ten quid. You know what I mean? I like, and I do that on a regular basis. Now, not to make myself feel good, but I'm I'm a sucker. Even though I might say in the radio, the worst thing in the world to give an alcoholic is money, or to give you know somebody who's on drugs or as money. But particularly when I'm away in America, I, I'm a sucker for these guys on the street corners. I really I, am. I I did it myself in New York years ago with a few friends of mine. Uh, there was a homeless dude outside. He was like, have you any money? Um, I was like, here, I handed him, I was like, 20 quid or something like that. And like the people who were with us was like, you shouldn't have given them that. He's just going to go buy crack. Yeah. He turned around a few minutes later and he was after going into a place and buying himself food. You know, so. Yeah. But everywhere know, you go, when, when you're, like, when you're over, people have been over to Florida, we'll see, when you go to like an intersection, there's usually a guy or a woman there, ex-army vet in from Vietnam with a limp, walking up and down through the traffic with a cardboard sign. And I'm a sucker for it. Ten dollars, there you go. I just and it's not that it makes me feel better. I, I genuinely think maybe he'll get a McDonald's out of it, you know, or maybe he'll get Yeah, but you know but those are the kinds of people you should give money to. I mean, you know, thank you for your service. No go sleep under a bridge somewhere. Do you know what I mean? I they're, know, it's so they're, sad. They're more yeah, I mean if you if you really look it up it's it's frightening. Some like twenty vets a day in America killed themselves. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. They're quite happy for them to go off to the Middle East and get their arms and limbs blown off. But God forbid if you look for help when you come home. They, they did the same to the 9-11 responders. They had all this money there and then they took it all away again. Do you know? But no, I mean, look, we're a wealthy nation. We're known for our charitable donations. Why not? You know, I can't really understand how you can come up with a, a, a decent um, argument against it. Like, yeah, okay, fine. We have a homeless crisis. We have a housing crisis. We've a healthcare crisis. We've cost of living crisis. Yeah. crisis. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we should just call it rename the country crisis. <laughs> Do you know? But we're always going to have those things. But I mean, look, a perfect example for me. I was thinking about this a while ago, right? I was, I know it was a TV show, or a podcast I was listening to, and was it my pod? Was it my podcast? Oh, no, I, I fall asleep listening to her podcast. I mean, your dulcet tones just put me right to sleep. Oh, thank you. Know? That's not a good but thing. The, the, the question on it was, uh, when do you think civilization started? And one person was like, well, maybe around the time we started agriculture. And then someone mentioned, like, the Library of Alexandria. And the woman was on it. She was, a, she was an anthropologist. And she said, I believe civilization started with, say, oh, it was like 200,000 years ago. They found... Lucy. Um, this, they found it. No, this was... In around the same time, I think, but they found the, the skeleton of a Homo erectus. And what they had found was it had a broken bone, but the broken bone had healed. And what she said was, back then, if you were, you know, dead weight to a tribe or whatever, or like if you were another animal and you got wounded, you were left to die. But she said, like, people had to take time to feed this person, look after this person and take care of this person until 
they were, you know, fit enough to actually, you, you know, pull their own weight, so to speak, again. Yeah. That, that's, that's when civilization started. You know, right. like we wouldn't have gotten to where we are as a species if it wasn't for cooperation and caring for each other. So yeah. why is it now when we have untold massive amounts of wealth, we're now saying, oh, you shouldn't give it to other people? And by the way, that is what sets us aside from most animals in the animal kingdom. And I watched <sighs> an experiment with chimpanzees recently. And even though most people think they're incredibly intelligent, and they are, they're as close as you're going to get to human beings. But in saying that, they, what they, this experiment where they put bananas uh, under a trap door, but it took two people to move it, or two chimpanzees to move it. And it took them so long to figure out how to cooperate together to do it, because they both wanted the bananas, <laughs> and they didn't want the other one to get them. So, but they, they, had, they figured out in the end they had to cooperate to get it, but they still wouldn't do it to allow the other one to get the bananas. It was very interesting. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is we are quite unique. Homo sapiens are quite unique. Uh, let, me, let me go to, uh, oh, I've lost Mary there. She's dropped off. Ah, oh, where did she go? Anyway, so, but I, I'm looking here as well, and I remember, Dave, at the time of the tsunami on Boxing Day, um, I'm trying to remember what year that was. Would it have been 2003, 2004? Remember the huge tsunami? Um, the one in Southeast Asia, was it? That's right, yes. Now, Ireland at the time, the Irish people were considered per head of population to be the most charitable in the world in that particular, when when the donations came in. And I, I was working in Copperface Jackson DJ at the time. <laughs> and I remember people going around with the buckets collecting and there was a big surge because it was Christmas. That probably made a big difference to it as well. Yeah. And, and we were considered to be per head of population the most charitable nation in the world when it came to that particular uh, charity. Oh yeah, well, like if you think about it, I mean, even now we're we're not too many decades away from like family members knowing what it's like to live in abject poverty and to have nothing, you know. So we all have family members that remember what it was like to live in houses that where the floors were literally made of dirt, you know. So I I do think that feeds into the Irish being charitable as a nation, but even look at the Thai show a couple of years ago when it's like, look, we, you know, we couldn't do it because of COVID, blah, 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 but we're going to do a charity and just, you know, could people send in money? And it, what did it end up being? Like something like 12 million euros. Some ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. One, yeah, but but the, the, only thing, the only thing I worry about is, is when it comes to charities, people have lost a little bit of faith and respect for them. Because unfortunately, yeah. with a lot of the charities we'd be more familiar with, the famous charities, you know, you've got CEOs earning 120, 150 grand you know, and mm. people are going, going, well, where's the money all going here? The same, like that very famous case of the Red Cross that you mentioned, for <clears> example. <throat> you know, there was millions donated to the Red Cross uh, after 9-11, but it then turned out that a lot of the money didn't get to the widows. A lot of the money went into the pockets of CEOs, administrators, and people who work for the Red Cross. You see, that's it. And see, when it comes to charity, for me, what I prefer to do is I prefer to give to uh, your local charities. You know what I mean? The ones that you know on the ground need the money. You know what I mean? Not a lot of the bigger ones. And look, I don't blame people. I used to give to some of the bigger ones. And then after that, I said, you know, up yours because I'm not paying for some guy to be driving around in a brand new Mark when the people who actually need it are getting very, very little. I mean, another classic example of that, by the way, is Mother Teresa. I'm sure you've read, I don't know whether you've read some of the literature about Mother Teresa. She wasn't, she wasn't the most wonderful person in the world that people made her out to be, by the way. Can I just point her out? No, 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 no. No, no. She's probably, like, if there is a guy, she's probably pushing a boulder in hell somewhere. (laughs) You know? Well, I I know a lot of people wouldn't be happy with me saying that because some people who were religious, I think she's some sort of saint. And she was canonized as a saint, by the way, but wasn't she? I think she was. But she, she was, yeah. Yeah, but she wasn't exactly a saint Not if you look deeper into it. Anyway, let, let me just stay there for a second. Let me go to Melissa. Melissa, hi, how are you? Good evening, Nigel. Can you hear me? I can indeed, Melissa. Melissa, do you Great. believe charity begins at home? Yes, 100%. Right, okay. I'm just looking at the numbers here, Nigel. So let's just go to 2023. 
a gross allocation for foreign aid yeah. was 1.233 billion. Yeah. It was 1.44 billion in 2022. Yeah, I think we give about five, 540 to the African nation alone. Jesus, yeah. I'm just reeling here. And then we gave, eight, we started off with the 2 million that they're talking about now um, for the, the Turkish and Syrian um, earthquakes over there. And that ended up being 10 million we gave them. And then we quadrupled our money to the WHO. We're now giving them 9.5 million annually. But that's not considered. But that's, that's not considered a charity. That's that's part of our membership well, business, so to speak. The WHO. No, not, no, to the who? No, when America pulled out, when. Trump oh, that's right. We, we all had to make it. We all had to make it up. Our, yeah. No, our fella jumped up and said, "We'll cut droopal hours." Yeah, yeah, I know he did. Yeah. You know, Coveney. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's, it's, it's easy to be. T- it's easy to be charitable with somebody else's money, isn't it? Really? Isn't it when someone else's money in there? But here's the thing, Melissa. We're not skint by any stretch of the imagination. We're not a broke sorry, country. No, I've just, I just spoke to two second-year students and I asked them this question outside of my own answer. And I wanted to hear that, like, they're second year. They're both going on 20. And I've just read out all of this to them. And they're looking like... This. One of them said, like, half the students, you know, they're starved to death in this country. Like, they're actually starving to death, like... Um, this is ridiculous. It's gone. Hang on, hang on, Melissa. Where does it stop? Melissa, with the greatest respect, where are students in this country starving to death? Oh, Jesus, there's plenty of them. No, hold on. You're just starving to death. Because the parents are paying for their accommodation, which has tripled the price. There's the travelling to and from home because they can't afford to stay in the accommodation because they can't feed themselves. We know this for years going on. They're living on pot noodles now in fairness night. Yeah, so we were, when I was a student, we were living on beans. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's all. <laughs> and you did okay. Too. Yeah. But that's always <laughs> I, I, been the way I will, with students. I will refer that to the lead, but they should go for, to beans, actually. Yeah, well, well, I remember when I was a student, you were kind of looking at your money and you were going, beans or cigarettes? Beans or cigarettes? Ah, cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but, but the point I'm trying to make is we're, we're, not, we're not a broke country. You know what I mean? If we were a country on our knees, we have a lot of problems, but those problems could be fixed. That's just bad government, bad government policy, bad administration. It's worse when they keep giving away every halfpenny we have. Right, so you, so you don't, so do you believe, do you believe on, until we're right in this country, in other words, and until our housing crisis, well, our cost of living crisis, we, crisis, we don't be giving, shouldn't be giving away money. Now in the moment, out in our 2023 budget at this mm. stage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We, like, we've been over, I, like, what other country with 5.1 million has given this kind of money in 2023 alone. I, you know, this is for the per capita, per head of person in this country. When I know, like, as we said, all the houses there, they're empty, and the council say, oh, we haven't the money in this year's budget to do up or re- retrofit that house. Imagine how many houses, two million is retrofit well, 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 you're talking about it. If you want to talk about foreign aid in general, it's billions every year. Yeah. Well, it's billions. Yeah, but it's one point. What's it? One point two or one point four billion? One point two, three, three billion. We yeah, get. yeah, for an age. Now that's only one little corner. Oh, I know, oh, I know, I know. That's That's not for all. What didn't he just drop in there to say hello over in Ukraine and dropped him another five million without telling anyone? Which is <laughs> when he could drop in, we saw it, and he was actually. Well, personally speaking, I'm not going to get into it today, but I wouldn't personally be funding war, but however. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. you know, funding obviously something. <laughs> 
you know, that's so that, that's a whole other show. That, well, that's a whole other show anyway. But oh, sorry, Dave, listen to Melissa. You know, no, I, I definitely well, well, okay, well, hang on, Melissa, hang on. Dave, Melissa is talking about the fact that we spend 1.2 to 1.4 billion alone on foreign aid on a regular basis, on a yearly basis, you know, and it would be better served, you know, when you've got students who can't afford accommodation, you know, you've got other people who would be more deserving of that money in our own country. Yeah, but not sending off foreign aid every year is going to fix the accommodation crisis for students when we don't have the places to put them or the builders to build the houses so they need to win. Look, I, I know, but no, but look, I, I, look, I do, look, I do, I do agree that some of the twenty thousand foreigners, like, why are you saying we've no place to put students? And we've nowhere to put them too. But what I do agree that, like, in some of the ways we do spend foreign aid, it is going into a black hole, particularly when it gets sent to countries where. There is massive amounts of corruption. I know you mentioned Congo earlier on, but at the same time, but yeah, could, actually, when I said Congo, actually, I should have said Uganda. It was, it was. I can't remember which minister it was. He dropped them fifty million while he was there. He was in Uganda, and it ended up getting spent on the on the local prince's palace or something. Yeah, no, and look, yeah. we look, we've learned the secondary school as well. They don't have to go to charities out front, but. Yeah, but if you like, if you're going to mention the Congo as well, and like, if if you think of like countries that we send money where they're very resource rich, I know we see it like we're sending it like as you know it's going into a black hole. You also have to realize a lot of the uh, the precious metals that go into all of our fancy gadgets nowadays come from those countries very dirt cheap. You know what I mean? So it's not like um, it's not like we're making an investment, but like they're still getting screwed as well. You know what I mean? At this at the all same right, time, so like we should be paying for the slave labor. Yeah. Right. Well, well, I mean, hold on, Melissa. Now, see, we, we can't virtue signal because here, here you go, right? You've got people in this country on a regular basis waffling on about electric cars and all sorts of things. And then, you know, you got Jack, Jack who's given out about the world and everything that's going on, and he buys his missus a diamond ring, right? And, and, you know, we all know where the diamonds come from most of the time, the blood diamonds. We know where they come from. We know how the cobalt gets into the batteries in electric cars. But, you, but And we also then, if you want to start getting really down to the nitty-gritty, the cheap, fast fashion that we're all wearing, we know where that all comes from, sweatshops in Bangladesh and places like that. So you can't, we can't really be given out because we all do it. No, I think we've done, our, we've done our bit this year. If you look at what we've given out this year, where does it stop? Do we have to keep jumping to the whole world here? Like, so, like, do you disagree with sending... But do you but do you disagree then with sending aid? Like we'll just pick one thing with say Morocco. Do you disagree with sending aid to Morocco right now to help the people? I have who, an issue you know, that we sent ten million to Turkey and Syria. No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't ask you that, Melissa. He's asking you. Do you have an issue with the two million that we sent to Morocco? Well, if it's two million, but they sent the two million to Turkey. If you let me finish, and then no, it no, ended no, up no. being ten million. And like that's where yeah, we're going to start. Yeah, because like, yeah, because sometimes when there's when there's a natural disaster, the overheads might run a bit more because, you know, they don't realise yes, the full extent of the damage. Right. Let me bring you back to areas of our country that have been completely flooded. People literally had to go out of their houses. Down here in Kilkenny, for instance, right, Thomastown, the whole place was completely flooded, the whole town. They had to go on their knees. Mm. That's a natural disaster. We can't get flooding money in our own country which is also a natural disaster. And people have been thrown out of their homes with floods in this country, all around the country. It's happening every single year. And they're underneath begging for help. 
for even just flooding I, in this country. Yeah, That's an and I agree. And, and I agree. Yeah, and I agree. That's absolutely abhorrent. And insurance companies should not be allowed to wash their hands people who have built who oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> who who live in places that are prone to flood. I agree with you there, but just because you know, one person isn't getting it. We shouldn't just say that, like, we have these people who have a lot less Again, than us. Again, I think charity you know, begins at home. But we, but we can do both, though. But, you, you, you but, see, we have things we can, but we have but done. But we have done. Where is the line? Where is the line that we start to where, 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 Where's, where's the humanity, though? Where, like, how can you actually where claim to be... For the Irish but, people? But, but, I, hold on a second now. The Irish people are fairly well, well looked after at home. I, I excuse me. I've worked in the community for thirty-seven years. I know people that are suffering in this country, very seriously suffering. I know elderly women in houses on their own, and they can't even get a carer for an hour a week. Yeah, I know. But again, that's not resource. Yeah, but, I, I, but I, I sorry, Dave, for interrupting. But Melissa, I don't put that down to money. I put that down to bad allocation. I put it down to lack of staff. I put it down to bad administration. But that's the HSE. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but hang on. We we topped up the HSE. In, well, not last year, I suppose. Like, COVID keeps blowing my mind all the time when it comes to timing. But just before COVID, I remember it was $16 billion, And we threw another $6 billion in at one stage to top it up one year. It wasn't money. Money has never been the problem in the healthcare service in this country when it comes well, to mental health services or caring. A disabled girl. Yeah, but um, money is not the issue. She's put in a nursing home and she died there, might I add. Yeah. And they told us they couldn't move her anywhere from her elderly parents and she died in a nursing home at 36. Yeah, but money is not the issue in those situations. The allocation of money. The money is there. It's the administration and the allocation. That, you know, know that's nothing to do with the money. Side, I'm well aware of it. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. But that's what they boil down to. They keep telling us the money is not there. That's what mm. we are told. It's the allocation constantly. of money, yes. The allocation. The allocation, like, of one disabled But that's just somebody not doing a good... But that's somebody not doing a good job. Oh, Jesus, this is the whole system. This is not one down to one person. No, no, I know, I but in that particular one instance, I'm talking about in each instance, yeah, it's somebody not doing a good job. The girl died in a nursing home at 36. No, I know, I have no doubt about that. You know what I mean? Okay, but, but I, I just think the point Dave is making is if, you know, if there are people worse off than yourself... That not, well, is that not humanitarian, the story I've just told you? No, it is. No, you it know, is. <laughs> you know, but I'm, we're talking about the, yeah, but we're talking about the country as a whole. To be humanitarian, like. Well, well, hang, well, no, well, hang on for a second. Let me go to Neve as well. Neve, hi. How are you doing? You're on Ireland's Classic. It's radio. Hi, you know, how are you? Good. Well, firstly, Neve, I'm assuming, I, well, with the exception of Melissa, who believes that two million could turn into ten, nobody objects to two million in emergency aid being given to people in Morocco. No, God no. It's heartbreaking watching, watching yeah, what's, you know, it we're, dreadful. we're just watching it on the news and it's, I can't imagine what those, not just that, but, you know, it just seems so cruel that it's always the most downtrodden people that yeah. have these natural disasters, Haiti, Morocco, <coughs> you know. Yeah, you um, don't see an earthquake in Beverly Hills, Hills, like, yeah. No, well, you might, you would, because, yeah. you know, they are also on a fault line, but, well, are, you yeah. know, they would certainly be able to rebuild their own homes. Yeah. They're not dirt poor. I think the two don't actually... You see, I, I, can, I can see agreement with Melissa and with Dave. I don't, I don't think the two need to be mutually exclusive. I think with... If we got a government in with a set of balls on them, we could help our own an awful lot more. We could go into the HSE and we could cut down on the people walking around with the clipboards in their hands and the managers and the, the middle fo- managers. The folder holders. Yeah, the ones who do mm-hmm. absolutely F all and get very well paid for it. I'm not yeah. talking about, you know, the people who are saving lives. Yeah. Like they, they're fine. I'm it's talking the about it's the administration. administrators. Yeah. We could go into a lot of these organisations 
and reallocate money and allocate it correctly so that elderly people aren't begging for home care, which is disgusting. An elderly person having to beg for home care when they have probably put more into taxes than most of us in this country. Mm. And we could help, you know, we, we could, you know, make a lot of these organisations into one and not pay about 12 that are doing the same job. It's the fact that money is wasted and badly handed out in this country. And so if we did it properly and correctly and we had a government that were prepared to stand up and make unpopular decisions, you know, then, yeah, fine. Then we have the money there allocated for overseas aid, but our own country isn't suffering. So if we could do that, then the two needn't be mutually exclusive because, of course, people who have just lost everything and haven't got a pot left need help. And they, I mean, they need food, they need water, they need medicine. But there's also the, the correct thing of the fact that 2% or maybe less, I don't know the actual stats, but a lot of money goes into corrupt governments overseas. The real people on the ground don't see it. We, no. we're, even as far back as Live Aid, we had that problem. Oh, that not, was not well, Live Aid was yesterday. the most, Live Aid was the biggest example of that. I mean, and Bob Geldof was exactly. ashamed of what happened at that particular point exactly. because they raised so much money, and, but it all went to the wrong hands, the wrong people. Yeah. Have we not learned since 1985 how to do things right? I mean, we've had plenty of time. We've had plenty. But should look at the charity <laughs> scandal we had here only five or six years ago, where we saw CEOs getting ridiculous amount of money. You know what I mean? So it was, if it wasn't for scandals in this country, we'd have nothing to report on the news. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, would, I wouldn't have a show. We're just, for, we're just waiting for the next one to hit. I wake up every morning waiting for the scandal, for the next scandal, and go, whoa, well done, Ryan Tuberty. You social media to see what famous person is dead and who's fucked up. Yeah. You know, that's basically it at the moment. Well done, um, RTE. Give us another out scandal there. I've got something to talk about for the next three nights. They are actually becoming like Sky News. You can almost see Sky News wetting themselves. God the, 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 I'm sorry for the late. The, I had to say this just in case people didn't read it. The latest scandal in RTE, and it's going to come up in the pack committee again, oh, is the, the driver license. Yeah. So, in other words, oh, they the were handing out like, millions in car allowances to people wait, who didn't even have a driver. But people who didn't even have a driver's license don't mind a car. Produce a driver's license, and they're handing you a bonus, a, a, a car bonus, <laughs> and you can't fucking drive. <laughs> I just, I want a job in RTE. This is a great. But did you see the, Did you see the allowances? They listed a few allowances, and I think one of them. Now I could be quite wrong. Don't know Was like a stress allowance. Now yeah, I, I'm assuming that is if you had a show that had a deadline that you might have to work a bit harder, so you get like a stress allowance. And I'm going, Michelle and Jane should be getting that every day. <laughs> yeah, in other companies, that's just called your work. Job. Yeah, yeah, we actually have to do that just because that's what we're supposed to do. It reminded me of it reminded me of the department across the bridge from us here and uh, across the Liffey. There was one of the departments, the government departments, could have been social protection. I don't know, don't so don't quote me again. But they moved to a new building which was about 100 yards down the Keys, right? It I've wasn't a even a, It wasn't even 100 yards, right? And they had to get new computer systems and all this. But they were all paid ridiculous amount of money for, you know, whatever, inconvenience money or something like that. I don't know. Mm. And they only Moving had to walk around. like 100 yards down the road. It's just... The and, and every time they bring in a new computer into a department and they all have to get trained on it, they get money, they get an allowance for that as well. 
I mean, in radio, should we get new software every bloody year? There's different software out, and we all have to just learn to use it. It's just the way it goes. I get, I'm going to get onto Samsung because they keep telling me to upgrade my phone. <laughs> I have to do an update, and it's very stressful. I think I might see if they have any allowances so I could just, you know, calm me down a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I should have gotten stressed. I should have gotten stressed allowance my last job. The, the machine I use ran on Windows Vista. Oh right, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. that's not a stress allowance you deserve. That's. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, for anybody who knows anything about computers, I think the designer, uh, designer of Windows Vista is still buried somewhere. I think Bill Gates buried him somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. it has gone down in history as the worst version of Windows ever. You know? Oh, man, he's a morning. I stood in front of it with a hammer thinking, <laughs> is it worth my job? <laughs> you could just, I don't know, just drop it and say you were stressed. It might give you a bonus. Yeah. Can I just say, it seems we're, we're venturing off topic here. I watched a bit of the Apple launch tonight, you know, the new iPhone 15, new Apple Watch. Oh, no, I swear to Android. all it is is the same products every two years they just give it a new number it's mm. just they look it the is. same it's there was a time and I used to look forward to you know every few years updating your phone you get an upgrade to your to your company and it was kind of something different but now they're just the bloody same you know? think of all the resources are, but they think of all the resources that are wasted just for, every six months like you know, and like they're not like old phones aren't recycled as well. Do you know? Oh well, Apple are claiming now that the the cobalt in them, inverted commas, is recyclable, and they're going to they're 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 aiming for net zero by twenty thirty. You know, yeah, sure, 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 sure it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and it's all recycled all aluminum. Excuse next week. It's oh, recycled sorry. aluminum. The case. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't built in Chinese sweatshops either. Yeah, yeah right. Well, yeah. they're all built in Foxconn, aren't they? In in uh, Korea and China. I think Foxconn employs some eight hundred and fifty thousand people, some ridiculous amount of people. Um, oh, their their factories are like small cities. They had suicide nets outside the windows at one point for one of the Apple phones. Oh, that's right. You yeah. wanted for the launch because they were working them eighteen hours a day. Shocking! Oh, it is. Yeah, it's the biggest factory in the world, um, Foxconn, uh, and they they, well, they also build Samsung Galaxies, and they also do TVs for Sony, I think, as well, and a few other big brands. So they build all the electronics in this company. It's called Foxconn. It's the biggest factory in the world. They probably have, they, they probably have a um, monopoly on it because like most phones, uh, well, Android anyway, no matter what make you're buying, pretty much all run off the same yeah. software. Yeah, it's probably the, same, probably the same board inside them as well, probably the same chips, maybe the same company. They're all the same. It's, like, it's like, and I don't, we're, we're going way off topic. But like, when you know when you see these cheap brands of TVs, you know, yeah. and you, you see your, you know, your Sony television or your Panasonic television, and then you see a cheap brand. They have the same. They're they're actually the made same. in the same factory by the same company. Yeah. What they do is they release a cheap brand for the people who can't afford the, the more expensive brand. They're paying the name. For, you're paying for the name, you know. But they're doing the same with cars now, really, aren't they? Because like a lot I, now, I know nothing about cars, so you'll be able to tell me, or Dave or Melissa <gasps> will be able to tell me. But isn't there one of the cars? I think it's a. Well, again, I'm probably wrong. Is it Skoda that has the Volkswagen engine in it? That's or is right. it Volkswagen that has the BMW engine right. in it? My son actually told me that. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but the other thing as well is, see, it's all changed now. Like, Mercedes are not made in Germany anymore. Most of them are not made in Germany. Most, a lot no, of them are made now in Africa and places like that yeah. in Korea. So they're, like, they're not the same. The, all these things are not the same as they used to be. Anyway, look, we're going off, we're going off on a tangent. Let me go to Phil. Phil, hi. How are you? Back to the topic again. Charity begins at home, Phil. No, but no, I didn't phone in about that. Oh, did you not? <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm living down in Manhattan. <laughs> right. And I, I phoned in, and I swear, I'm literally stuck to the floor here, and nobody believed me, only that I called 
the wife out and I called her out and she came out and I said, are you seeing this? And she said, Lights yeah. in the sky. And she, what? And she says to me, it's, it's aliens. I'm telling you now, I went out the back and you can see all the stars tonight and it was about 20 lights. And it, this a line? Was huge. In a line? You know, it was, in a, it was it a straight yeah, line? It was in a straight, straight, straight line. You know what they are, don't you? Do you know? What, do you want me to tell you what they are? Do you want me to burst your bubble, Phil? They're not aliens. Do you want me to tell you what they are? Starlink. It's Starlink. Okay. It's Elon Musk's yes, satellites. Great. So and it then just disappeared. That's well, they it depends. They're in orbit, so they, they you'll see them on a regular basis. By the way, people see them all the time, so you'll see lines of twenty and thirty of them at a time. They're satellites. Straight, straight, straight. Yeah, the straight line. line. And, then just and then gradually disappeared. Yeah, well, that's because no, they 15, that, about 15, 20 minutes ago. No, uh, I wouldn't even say ten there, minutes. They're about. Yeah, in. no. Yeah, no. I saw them there as well myself. Uh, it starts off like a faint line, got really bright overhead, and then disappeared again. I say you're going to pay to say this or something like that. No, no, he's not. No, no, he's not. No, I, I swear to God, hundred, I, and, and my mother or father's grave is my young son. He ran out there a little while ago, and I was as one of the, the other lads was talking. They went over, um, overhead. Like it's about twenty or thirty of them. It's straight, straight line, really, really bright. So how, how, how did they just disappear like that? Because, because they're in orbit. So when they go so far, you can't see them anymore because of the curvature of the Earth. So the the only reason you see them is well, just explain it. Maybe I'm not saying that you're not explaining it well, Dave, because you are. You can't normally see them because it's too dark, right? And they don't have lights on them. But what happens is when the when the sun is going down at a certain point in the earth, you mightn't see it because it's dark, but it's going down. The reflection of the sun's light against them makes you see them. But then what happens is the sun is going away or moving away. So they lose the reflection of the sun. So they'll just disappear. So they look like they're just disappearing. They're not. They're still there. It's just too dark for you to see them. Right. Folks, I said to myself, this is aliens. When I went down. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Phil. I'm sorry <laughs> to burst your bubble. But were you excited by the fact that it might have been aliens? I really was. Hey, I really was. I said to myself, you can't be 100% sure it's not. No, it's Elon. They're on their own. Am, am I the only one that's pissed off that Elon Musk is ruining the night sky for us now? No. I mean, look, look at people like Phil. He got a bit of a level of excitement out of it for a few minutes until he rang us. I was afraid well. to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Phil, now, do you feel better that you know what they are, or do you feel worse now that you know what they are? Uh... Well, the excitement is gone now. All right, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got, I've got to ruin the night then. We've kind of ruined it for yeah. you now, haven't we, really? And would you believe that I was those particular ones that you saw tonight? So what happens is over the course of time, they start to get further out into orbit, right? So you have less chance of seeing them. But in the first initial stages after they've been launched for a few weeks, you will get to see them because they're lower in orbit. And those particular ones you saw tonight most likely were the ones that were launched three weeks or four weeks ago. And, and I hate to be a boaster, but guess where I was? Here we go. We saw the launch. Where were you? I was four Florida. miles away from the launch when they launched them into, into space. Ah, oh, so you would be. Of course you would. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and can I just say to anybody who gets the opportunity to go to Florida, have a look on the schedule for SpaceX. They do launches every couple of months, and or sometimes twice a month if you're really lucky. And you go down, there's a town called Titusville, which is down near the Kennedy Space Center. And you can go, you're five miles across a bay from where they launch. And it is the most spectacular thing. Eamon Ryan would shit himself because it burns 15 millions of fuel a second or something ridiculous, right? (laughs) But it's the most spectacular thing you will ever see in your life. The whole, and you have to see it at night. 
the whole sky just lights up, but you can't hear a thing because the sound doesn't travel as fast as the light. And the whole sky just lights up. The ground lights up. All the birds start flying away. And it goes up. And it's after it's about two or 300 yards up the air, you then hear the sound. And the whole place shakes. The ground shakes. It's the most wonderful oh, and amazing God. experience you'll ever see. But that, that's what they were launching four weeks ago when I was there, Phil, is those satellites you've just seen, which were <laughs> okay, starting. That's why you had so much I information. Say, I, say this, I say at this stage, you're getting free holidays the Florida the way you promote the place. I, I, I wish I was. I wish I could afford to go there more often, to be honest with you, Phil. Are, are they the ones with the, the reusable uh, boosters? That's or? right, yeah. So they re-land them back on barges, I think, isn't it? They Well, yeah. Yeah, oh, you don't get to see them coming back down. No, the no, because they, no, they don't land in the same place because you got to understand the earth is moving, so it would be oh, too difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they, they land out in the middle of the sea somewhere in a barge, isn't it? That's normally where they land. Or, or some, they have, they, they do land them on the on the the ground as well somewhere too. I'm not too sure where. Why is it? You might know this. I've always wondered this. Why, when a shuttle lands, uh, comes back down, why does it always land? So far away from America, like a place like Kurdistan and those places, why why don't they bring them back closer? Like, well, well, they well they yet? do. Well, here's the plan. There's always a plan to land them back in Florida, which is they they have a major runway there in the space in the Kennedy Center, right? That's the plan. But the problem is the shuttle doesn't have uh, any engines. Flying brick is what they used to call it. Yeah, it essentially glides from space, so it has to land where it can, if you know what I mean, to some degree. <laughs> So it doesn't act, actually. Yeah, it's not like an airplane that has engines that they can, you know, uh, they can, you know, change the altitude and all that. It's only going down. It's it can go back up again. So it has to land. Oh, they have right. a thing called it's called a glide a glide slope. So wherever, depending on when it re-enters, they have to arrange where it's going to land. Now, but they will always try to arrange to land in the right place. But sometimes but, it just doesn't. Do you know? And do they do have to Shannon, get permission for that? Do they have to get permission? I'm assuming they do. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not sure. Go on, sorry. No, I was going to say, like, one of the reasons why they used to be so finicky about launching the, the spatial as well is because um, Shannon Airport was, uh, was one of the alternative runways that they uh, they used to, because they'd have to have a couple different, you know, if they can't get to Florida, they had to get to somewhere else. And um, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why they used to have to call off launches and re entries was the weather wasn't good enough over Ireland for them to be like one of the the possible um, alternative mm-hmm. places to land, believe it or not. Oh, right, okay. So Shannon has a, Shannon's uh, runway is just long enough to, to land spatial land. Right, okay. Yeah, and it can't come into a populated area either. So it has to be reasonably unpopulated, um, as far as I know. So there wouldn't be, I don't know what's around Shannon Airport, or I'm not from, too familiar with the, the topography. Oh, so that's why it's normally in a desert. It's normally in the desert. It's normally somewhere that's reasonably unpopulated in case that goes okay. wrong. Because if it comes down, you know if an airplane comes down and sometimes they kind of go, oh, this is not going to work out. Let's just take off again. And they kind of go back they up go again. again. Yeah, yeah, they the, yeah the shuttle doesn't do that. I, didn't know, I never knew they'd no, they'd no engine. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they only have, the only engines they have are tiny little engines for when they're in orbit that they can move it, you know, and kind of oh. move it around and what have you. Because, it's, see, it's launched by those massive big engines it has on the side and they drop off. Mm as it goes into orbit. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, it is all very fascinating, by the way. And if you go to Florida, by the way, you can go to the Kennedy Space Centre. The shuttle, the Challenger is actually there. You can go onto it and have a look at it and all that kind of thing. You can bring me next time you're going. Yes. Jane is at the top of my screen. Aren't you a little encyclopedia? (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) Sorry for going completely off the topic, by the way. But anyway, 
we, we, we'll, we'll have to try and get back to it again. Listen, Dave, thank you very much indeed. Neve, thank you. Listen, thank you. And Phil, who's gone, by the way, because we just burst his bubble. Oh, really ah, poor Phil. He was so excited. He thought he was seeing aliens. There you go. If anybody else seen it tonight, by the way, give us a ring and let us know what you thought of it. It is very unusual. You don't see them that often, but you do see them now and again, depending on the earth and where the sun is at the time. But you can see Elon Musk's Starlink. And for those who don't know what Starlink is, he now has hundreds of these satellites in lines going around the earth. And what they're for is to provide internet access to people who are out in the middle of nowhere and have no other option. Uh, at the moment, of course, there's a whole hoo-ha about the internet access he's providing in the Ukraine. Now, he has provided, of course, emergency internet access for the Ukrainian armies, etc., etc. But he was asked to do other things, and he did say he didn't want to get involved in war. And now he's been kind of given out to over that. But, but he was right. He doesn't want to see the war, he said, escalating. So, anyway, that's Starlink, in case you're wondering. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.